Welcome to the Software People Stories. I'm Shiv. I'm Chitra. And I'm Gaiti. We bring you interesting untold stories of people associated with the creation or consumption of software-based solutions. You'll hear stories of what worked and sometimes what didn't. You will also hear very personal experiences and insights that would trigger your thoughts and inspire you to do even greater things. In the second part of the episode with Vadish, Vadish uh, first shares about his uh, values and principles of why he started AlgoShack, and he talks about the successes in terms of uh, every milestone, including ID issuance or the website launch or the first product that he launches. And uh, Vadish also shares his uh, tools and techniques. on how he ensures that his employees also find it gratifying and not just the founders in the startup journey it's very thrilling to hear uh, his thoughts on how test engineers quality engineers need to look at themselves right from modularizing their code as well as looking at it holistically and looking at it from functional as well as non functional perspective listen on since you mentioned uh, patience yeah. i wanted to segue into a slightly probably the next larger theme of algoshack yeah of being an entrepreneur yes generally we find that entrepreneurs are impatient now impatient in that they want to bring a change they want to create an impact they are not satisfied with things being the same yeah so how yeah, was yeah. that transition for you from being patient or having to be patient to probably what one may also call as the startup bug that bit you yeah i think um, i would say that uh, one has to have patience uh, wants to pursue something like a startup because there is no um, instant gratification uh, there is nothing that happens overnight <laughs> <laughs> uh, i mean i'll give some very simple examples uh, simplest of examples maybe very tactical mm-hmm. if you have if you have not completed 3 years and if you don't have um, financials for 3 mm-hmm. years no bank would accept your application for loan yeah. i mean it is as simple as that yeah. <laughs> so you can only create some history mm-hmm. and that is very much required for building credibility mm. um then you need to have that patience i mean i'll let me back up a bit we wanted to do something different uh, you know uh, we wanted to create some more impact than what we could create in the corporate world that was one of the reasons why we quit you know we have spent some 28 this is not just about me a couple of co-founders who joined me we have done enough in the corporate world there are things work in the corporate world not that things don't work but it has its own pros and cons mm-hmm. and so is the case with a startup mm-hmm. uh, as well so but then we said let's try something different and let's see if we can contribute back to the society in that process hmm. you know here uh, certainly we hire as part of the leadership team in large uh, companies we hire but here we are we hire on somebody else's behalf right yeah. can we create some employment on on our own okay uh, can we contribute back to the software industry by bringing about some change hmm. so that is how we started and then there were options right i mean do you want to build 
something around services uh, do you want to build something around product then we said no to services because people ha- i mean it's too late for us to do something in the services space we will not be able to create much impact and no one will see any uh, differentiation so to differentiate ourselves we said product and the minute we said we would do something um, we would build a product then that called for patience because you know if it is services probably you could start earning revenue in 3 months in 6 months but in the product uh, world it is not at all possible um you have to allow enough time for mvp to be built you know minimum viable product to be built mm-hmm. you have to allow enough time for early adopters to try in the meanwhile you have to go on investing uh, so investment comes first here i mean you can't make just in time investment okay. you will have to make yeah. significant investment and it mm-hmm. is relatively capital in- intense um though there is no hardware involved but you have to wait for returns you know you may break even after 4 years you may break even after 5 years you have to have patience you will build something very primitive because you have to see your idea working you have to get some validation from people but then you should know that it is your very early initial version that has to go through several changes before it really gets some kind of acceptance i mean unless you have that patience while i think one has to be aggressive in the sense uh, one has to have courage uh, this is more like uh, jumping from a cliff in my view so to that extent there is lot of risk if one is looking for safer option then possibly this is not an option at all you could try to make it little safer here and there but so one has to be aggressive courageous um, uh, one has to have passion one must pursue it relentlessly and that restlessness i think is there and will always be there but uh, that is within and when i deal with my teams <laughs> mm-hmm. i have to deal with them as people yeah, yeah. that is my follow on question I, i i can't really deal with them push them i have to have yeah. them continue with us yeah not only for uh, you know 3 months 6 months they have to continue with us if the journey has to be enriching and satisfying and gratifying if we don't have people with us those who started with us and uh, then we will not be able to even celebrate i mean because no one would even know Um, yeah. what that accomplishment means so i think uh, i think it is about balancing and yeah i remember i think a quote attributed to uh, richard branson where he says starting up is like jumping off the cliff like you mentioned and yeah. he adds that uh, you jump off the cliff and then you start building the plane yes yes <laughs> <laughs> so while doing this now how yeah. did what are some of the practices that helped you in you staying enthusiastic and also keeping the team also motivated and staying together one thing is i think um, we always looked for some milestones some goals to celebrate um, we did that we celebrated when we demoed it to the first customer mm. we celebrated when the ui stood up okay we celebrated when the when we created the id card i mean first mm-hmm. time when we showed id cards i mean oh, okay badges <laughs> uh-huh. uh, the lanyard and Uh-huh. we celebrated when the logo was designed and everyone agreed and launched we celebrated when our first website was launched so i think every milestone we celebrated every small little milestone we uh, celebrated and that was helping us all realize yeah we are we are traveling i mean we have covered some distance of course we have a long way to go but that's one and second we didn't look for 
you know any grandeur plans right i mean mm-hmm. we we are bootstrapped today and i won't say it is by design but we believe mm-hmm. that uh, by bootstrapping you know i'm forced to be profitable it forces a cert- certain behavior that is healthy uh, in the first place so we didn't i mean there is skin in the game it's mm-hmm. our money so uh, we work for it we work for that money to grow so uh, remaining bootstrapped not having realistic plans and being able to achieve it also has um, uh, helped and uh, the founding team we know that we have put money and we have not invested that money in a uh, mutual fund fund mm. so i can't be uh, i can't just watch it grow <laughs> true <laughs> i have to spend time and energy uh, yeah. to grow it so i think there is a common understanding that uh, we have to work for it and grow it to reap the benefits and don't be too greedy don't look for short term gains feed the team first mm-hmm. uh, leadership eats last mm. and some of these very very basic and probably old school of thought also has helped travel whatever distance for years plus that we have traveled we have been able to stay together i mean some of our employees the core team that joined us this is beyond the founding team uh-huh. people have the company has finished 5 years there are people who have finished 5 years wow and congratulations thank you and and what uh, makes us proud is that some of those people joined us from campus without okay any um, significant prior experience and today they are all impacting significant portion of the company somebody mm-hmm. is driving sasification Mm-hmm. Uh, in its entirety you know oh. uh, it's not just about uh, developing software but uh-huh. you know ui ux making sure that uh, there is zero downtime upgrades are seamless and uh, there is cadence not small i think software engineering is not very easy eh? <laughs> yeah so there are the people with 5 years of experience managing significant portion of the company and they we also have instituted uh, esop uh, okay to give uh, you know some idea so that uh, you know people have you know they think it is their company it's hmm. not someone else's mm-hmm. and we are also talking about um, uh, you know how we can contribute in our own small little way to remove biases in the society uh, you know automation otherwise is a highly skilled uh, job mm-hmm. now what we are trying to do is you know democratize uh, automation Hmm. anyone can automate testing people with no experience can automate testing people with 30 years experience can also automate testing both can bring the same degree of enthusiasm and the experience bit is taken care by the platform so i mean this is actually helping people in the ecosystem participate uh, in innovating uh, and making automation a real thing you know so you can realize the true benefits of automation Uh, scripts written only when adopted only when used when, only when they run routinely is when uh, actually the uh, benefits are realized so we are able to in- invite participation from across roles in the ecosystem i know we can't impact uh, the society at large but in our own small little way uh, at least wherever we go if we are able to do this if we are able to create more inclusive environment i believe it helps yeah that's very nice i particularly like when you say that anybody can automate and anybody can test yeah uh, yeah truly but then the landscape that you are working in you know, this is yeah. probably as an outsider layman's kind of perspective 
where uh, today the solutions that are deployed are getting more and more complex. Yes. It's not that it is a simple one program that is written, etc. So working more in the ecosystem testing space and also with a sudden leap in technologies, particularly the AI technologies, you also say that you're embedded AI. And I liked it when you mentioned that you know, it is actually the expertise and experience that you actually put in your solution and others is, can generate the actual test scripts and all that. Uh, where do you see this going from two perspectives? Now, one, today, a lot of stories are at least anecdotal things that people talk about saying, you know, I asked ChatGPT for an algorithm, it gave me one and that it ran. And I said, write code, it gave me code. Then I said, give me test uh, for that, it gave me tests for that. Yeah. So in that kind of a context, since every company or yeah. every product identifies yeah. some USP and you know, they would like to build on some of their own experience, yeah. the role of probably domain awareness yeah. and how they are specifically solving the problem and then training the platform to address that. Yeah. So what are your you know, thoughts on that? And then are you seeing that as a challenge or as an opportunity? I think, uh, you know, we see that as, that as an opportunity. So, so let me um, give a perspective. Testing, testing is, a, is, a, is a growing market. It, it has been there and it continues to grow year on year. Even today, about 60% of testing is done manually. Okay. And um, that is the opportunity. And testing technology companies, you know, the companies like AlgoShack, there are not many. There are very few, uh, you know, world over. And these companies all have, you know, they all started probably about um, 10, 15 years ago, max. Okay. Uh, many of them more recent than that. Um, each one has um, taken on their path. Uh, some those that started 15 years ago, they started with record and play technology. Mm. There was no AI at that point in time. Um, and they may have brought in AI, etc. off late. And the solutions in such scenarios could be disjoint and not so seamless. And then many of these companies have tried to introduce their proprietary framework, mm -hmm. their proprietary scripting language. And scripts will not be delivered as, uh, as end deliverable. Rather, you have to use the product uh, to continue to run the scripts. And okay. many a times they also specify where to execute those scripts. Hmm. You know, they would have their own cloud execution and we uh, we believe we are highly differentiated in this aspect. What we have done is we are not trying to reinvent the wheel. Hmm. We are not bringing in any proprietary language or uh, any proprietary scripting language. Okay. We use the same, you know, Java, JavaScript, TypeScript, C Sharp, Python, and any of the testing tools that are readily available in the market, the likes of, you know, Selenium, mm -hmm. uh, Playwright, Cypress, Protractor, mm -hmm. you know, Sikuli, Coded UI, Fly UI, WinApp Driver. And these are all open source, but, you know, not only we support open source, we also support the likes of Test Complete, LeanFT, okay. um, Squish that are commercial. Mm -hmm. So what we do is we only accelerate automation. Okay. If you used earlier java selenium for your automation if you employed people to automate testing in java selenium now you would use algo qa and algo qa would produce okay. in java selenium only so you don't have to change anything you know mm. 
your the solution or the product algo qa uh, it fits seamlessly um, uh, in a federated environment that you have okay uh, no refund replacements whatsoever is required okay so in this process we are not introducing any new technology mm-hmm. so those that those industries that are highly regulated mm. uh, they would have made their technology choices already mm-hmm. we come in not change their technology landscape but only accelerate automation so that is how we position ourselves and that is our differentiator key differentiator there is no monopolizing whatsoever truly democratized automation mm-hmm. and um, you could execute these scripts anywhere you won't require algo qa which is our product okay. once you have the script i mean if you continue to use algo qa there are advantages in maintenance but if you think you want to maintain it on your own then mm. that is very much possible so in this sense as well we are democratizing it we are keeping it very open and not closed so that is when i we believe there will be greater participation now coming to ai we are using ai and machine learning where it matters mm. at the end of the day testing is about verification and validation mm-hmm. testing is not really about um you know following 10 steps for completing a mm. uh, process for completing a workflow there is mm-hmm. significant validation required at every step of the way therefore you know even when we generate test cases they have to be validated okay so this is our fundamental belief so you cannot turn a blind eye you cannot leave it entirely to machine learning hmm. to automated testing okay. because then you don't know what you are testing yeah and whether it meets the testing requirements beat verification beat validation so we mm-hmm. say that uh, machine learning wherever it matters mm-hmm. for example to remove duplication you know in test suite mm-hmm. to order test cases for mm-hmm. smarter execution okay and to forecast against each test case as to what could potentially fail mm-hmm. when i execute next mm-hmm. so that you can pick the test cases for a regression suite more scientifically than going by gut uh, so it's you know, more think, like the risk based testing approaches absolutely yeah. okay. risk based testing mm-hmm. uh, is where we use machine learning use cases mm-hmm. in a in a in a controlled manner for automated test generation we use machine learning i'll give some examples for example if you go to uh, digital commerce all the Uh, consumer facing portals uh, or apps you know that help you sell or buy there is some commonality right so okay. you can learn and uh, you can bootstrap your uh, test design efforts mm. likewise in the uh, emr ehr world you know electronic health record world there is a standard called open ehr mm. now if ehrs are built using open ehr then you could expect some standardization yeah. i mean there is something you could learn so you have to apply it in a controlled manner and at mm-hmm. the end of the day each application is unique even though you know even when you talk about uh, mintras and flipkarts and amazons of the world i believe the quality of the application uh, depends on the people who developed it their practice their mm-hmm. habits the processes that they followed so you know, machine learning has to be specific to that application it cannot be completely uh, you know generalized the kind of issues 
that you would have in one application you will not meet with same issues in another application because the teams that develop those applications are different their culture would vary the environment in which they develop could vary so and i don't know so much about chargeabt but i let me add one bit um so what is happening with chargeabt if the information is available somewhere then it can help organize uh, you know probably it helps students <laughs> you know earlier if i ran four queries now one query is good enough good enough you know i can get some poems written i can get essays written i can get some tips for writing java selenium scripts mm. um, but somebody has to probably leverage it and do a lot more on top of it to productize it for mm. a particular use case i mean that's uh, without knowing a lot about it uh, let me hasten to add that um, and we are doing some work uh, checking how these could pan out but i i still would go back each domain is different though algo qa is a generic test automation platform you know when i am talking to third party logistics customers mm-hmm. then the language is different when i talk yeah. to digital commerce the language is different we tell them how it could help improve conversion and mm-hmm. their biggest uh, challenge is conversion right i mean uh, conversion if it is 2% then that's great and to get it to 2% they have to spend a lot in terms of uh, marketing now instead if you have a solid portal you know you can you know help reduce bounce off ratio so i mean that's the language we should be talking when yeah, we are in front absolutely. of absolutely yeah uh, you know uh, cdos uh-huh. uh, of uh, digital commerce industry i mean otherwise doesn't make sense uh, to sell automation for automation uh, yeah and the yeah. same thing goes if, if i am in front of a, a medical devices customer the challenges are different pain points are different Yeah, and, wonderful. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, and that, and that is very important in my, in my view than yeah. uh, a very generic solution. I think that needs to be trained to solve a specific problem. Yeah. Need to be worked upon. Yeah, nice. Yeah, goes back to the point on uh, understanding domain that we spoke of earlier. Yes, yes. Uh, so yes, one think. thing I didn't realize that uh, in a conversation we are uh, almost running out of time. Yeah. But I still have you know one question that uh, I would like to uh, ask you. Now first sure. uh, it's very reassuring to know that uh, you know what they call as the human in the middle is still valid it can't be everything ai and everything automated yeah. and with that in mind uh, do you have any quick tips for people who are considering a career in testing whether it is uh, someone new entering the industry or sometimes people who have uh, done some work the those who go through probably the midlife crisis saying that now should i learn something new and then should i contribute in that area uh, yeah. what would be your tips for getting into tech yeah i think um, testing today is no longer uh, that isolated you know activity uh, that begins after development like the way it used to be at one point in time with waterfall models i think um, testing is more holistic it is not just about uh, process it is about um, domain it's about functionality it is also about technology mm. i think test engineers got to be techno functional in the first place they need to know tools they need to know techniques they need to understand you know about automation they should be able to automate they should be able to automate uh, not only functional testing but non functional testing they should be able to uh, unit test code uh, they should be able to uh, perform scalability testing they should be able to test if etl uh, migration 
whether it has been successful or not so one needs to know for example you know writing queries using sql or whatever that is on one side so what we call today software development engineers in test mm. uh, so i said techno they got to be techno functional so qas should develop as bas as well be able to understand uh, you know product owners perspectives uh, must be able to uh, relate very well to the business requirements so mm-hmm. qa ba you know as that um, and continue to focus on you know learning techniques i mean for example people end up writing end to end test cases because they think it is important now what happens is when you write end to end test cases there will be too many test cases mm-hmm. and there will be too many steps instead if you write test cases at each component level and for end to end testing if you string the test cases at the component level without having to rewrite them yes. there will be significant reuse and that reuse helps with automation so there is no point in automating something that is not optimal it is best to you know optimize test cases mm. home test cases redesign test cases write test cases keeping uh, users in mind you know so that uh, testing efforts automation efforts test execution efforts they all go down i i think constant learning i mean one cannot say that i'm a test engineer you know i'm at the low end of this food chain i mean this is a feeling mm. that test engineers carry probably that is one of the reasons why there hasn't been much innovation in the uh, in the past in the testing space because we didn't consider it important beat the leadership beat the uh, development teams beat the uh, you know people that pursue testing hmm. um, i think uh, there has to be much higher self esteem we have to uh, place it correctly and give it right importance and learn i think then testing is for those who are very curious and um, and one can explore the entire solution rather than focusing on developing one bit of it i think there is huge opportunity for testing fraternity to learn more and more about the products and solutions and customers so one has to see it that way in my view and it's really for curious people uh, so yeah that is really a nice way to kind of conclude this conversation you started with the curiosity you said you were curious i said i was curious and then that seems to have emerged as a key requirement to be a successful tester and you know make i think positive contribution i think so uh, shiv i mean uh, i think it is curiosity <laughs> that's a key yeah. ingredient for a uh, for a tester or a test engineer yeah on that note the uh, thanks a lot vadish for uh, taking the time and sharing your experience and also some of these things which appear simple but then how important they are in order to ensure that there is good software that goes out finally absolutely yeah. absolutely that's what matters software is the differentiator today everywhere thank you so much uh, yeah. uh, shiv for giving this opportunity i really enjoyed this conversation um thanks a lot We thank Siddharth for the music and Anita for promoting the software people stories. If you like this episode, please subscribe on your favorite podcast client and spread the word in your network. If you'd like to share your story, contact us at podcast@pm-powerconsulting.com.